0: We are so diverse that there's no way that you can just say, Oh, I don't like black girls. Like we're, we're too diverse for that. There's too many, there's too many looks. There's too many types. There's too many skin types, there's too many body types, there's too many hair types. And that's why I'm always like, we really are the standard of beauty. Um, and it's just been unfortunate that like this entire time we've been trying to get an industry to love us back, um, in the way that we see ourselves and, and they just, they don't.
1: That's Andrea Lewis talking about black beauty evolution. You're really going to enjoy this episode of Naked, guys. Sit back, relax. I don't necessarily know if you need a pen and paper. You probably already know what she will share with us, but it's just a reminder, especially for my black women, you are beautiful.
0: Find Try This from The Washington Post, wherever you listen.
3: This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect.
1: On today's podcast, I decided to talk to someone who can speak to black beauty. Andrea Lewis is a filmmaker and an actress, and she has shared her story about the evolution of black beauty. Now, The reason why this is important is because for Black women, and I'm talking to my sisters, so brothers pay attention, our beauty is frequently associated with our hair, our skin, and our makeup. How we are showing up in the world is so complex because if we show up as our quote-unquote natural selves, we feel like there's shame or some sort of um, disrespect associated with it. It's conscious, it's subconscious, it's biased, it's not biased. I have an example. Not too long ago, a friend of mine named Don Lemon, Don Lemon of CNN, called me up and said, hey, Carrie, I want to do the Michelle Obama story where she talks about how she wanted to wear her natural hair when she first got into office. The first black first lady wanted to wear her natural hair. And she said she didn't do that because she believed the administration would be distracted if she wore her natural hair. I need you all to think about that. and You can Google the story. Michelle Obama, Queen Michelle says she didn't wear her natural hair because she knew it was too much for America. And she didn't feel like dealing with that while dealing with being the first black first lady and her husband being the first black president of the United States of America. Imagine how something as simple as wearing your hair naturally would be distracting in a country that hasn't seen it before. It says two things to me. Michelle has bought into what she already knows is true in corporate America. We can't really fully show up as our full selves, at least aesthetically, not even personally. We cannot. But she knew that it would be a distraction. Do you all remember when President Barack Obama, I believe on, I think it was Easter Sunday, wore a tan suit, and it was all the news. It was such a faux pas. On the news, the biggest scandal that the very first Black president of the United States had was wearing a tan suit on Easter. That, to me, was arguably the biggest scandal. No one is even talking about the fact that he captured Osama bin Laden. Who cares? But this fool wore a tan suit on Easter? (gasps) How dare he? So this is why Andrea Lewis is important for us. She has a docu-series that is available, a three-part docu-series. It's about Black skin, about Black makeup, and about Black hair. And the premise is, we set the trends. We decide what's beautiful. We show up as ourselves. We understand that there are all types of Black beauty, from sizes and shapes and colors and different hairstyles. We are the standard. But then it's co-opted and taken away When someone who doesn't look like us, i.e. a Kim Kardashian who loves to wear black braids, um, decides it's the thing and all the rage, and then all of a sudden the mainstream magazines pick up on it. Then it becomes popular and the thing to do. But we've been doing it since the beginning of time. Take it back to our ancestors in Africa. We've been wearing braids and beads. Kim has not introduced that to mainstream society. We've been doing it. It's just now being acknowledged when someone who doesn't look like us decides to wear it. So. We get into that. Why is that the case? Why can't we be seen? And more importantly, why can't we be honored for what we've already created as Black women? Black Beauty Evolution. Again, it is a docu series that delves deep into who we are and why we are so beautiful. And I'm grateful for Andrea Lewis, who decided to make sure the world knew it's on wax right now. I hope you enjoy this podcast. First and foremost, thank you so much uh, for coming on naked. I try to, I try yeah. to get people on the show that uh, I'm a fan of or I admire or I love the work that they're doing. Um, that is living in their authenticity. Um, I do believe that you are living in your authenticity. You're true to who you are. But the beauty of it is, is I'm all about promoting who we are as mm-hmm. as brown women and mm-hmm. celebrating all of us in every way we look, how we yep. perform, how we show up, all the yep. different facets of us, because we're so complex and how we yes. show up in the world is yes. so complex. Yes. I'd like to know... And I, and to the very very beginning, yeah. where you grew up, I and 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 why I ask that is mm-hmm. because it speaks to the influences in your life and and who shaped you or whom yeah. shaped you. Yeah, no, well, I I grew up in
0: Toronto, Canada. Um, my parents are both from the West Indies, so I grew up. I was saying like a traditional West Indian home, um, meaning like my Caribbean culture was the front. Um, even though I was growing up in Canada and not always around, um, a lot of black people or a lot of people that look like me, at least where I grew up, because there are, Canada is very diverse. Um, but where I grew up, it wasn't always that diverse. And so, but that like my, my influence was very much Caribbean culture and, uh, and just women of color or people of color overall. And, um, and then I would also say. Because Toronto is like a very interesting city. It's where it's placed, you know, Canada on a whole, it's like we're right above the US. And so you in Toronto specifically, you get a lot of influence from like all the states that kind of border border it. So like Buffalo, like you'll get the Buffalo radio stations, you'll get like Detroit radio stations, you'll get like all of this stuff constantly. So like a lot of the media that I grew up with was like Tia and Tamara or like The Parenthood or um, like Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Like it was like all these shows that kind of made me feel like they were in the same world as me, even though I may have been in a different country. So I was like, these were all the influences that kind of like raised me
1: overall. (laughs) Two things. Everyone I meet from Canada, I swear, is like the nicest person ever. I've said this over before. <laughs> Melanie, Fiona, I interviewed her on the yep. podcast. I was like, everyone is just so sweet from Canada. And I've been there, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And, and everyone's like, yeah, for the most part, we're just great people. Like, you know, and over the years, I've worked in different local media markets. And yep. when I ever work with someone from Canada, they're just so daggone kind, which I feel <laughs> like is like chipper and go all the time. You yeah, said I mean, some. You don't I think
0: don't. so? Well, I know. I think that... I think Canada has maybe a, maybe just a, gen, a general relaxed culture. Oh, which is what kind of creates like the kind person that people are meeting. Cause I experienced that. I definitely do think that like, I think it's kind of our thing, but I always, am like, why, what is it? Like, what is it? And it's like, like, for instance, I'm in the South right now and I find everybody's really friendly here. And they it are. reminds me of being in Canada. It's like, everybody's they like, are. excuse me. and Don't you worry. And come on. And like, and it's like I'm in Canada right now. Yeah, no. Yes, ma'am.
1: No, ma'am. Don't <laughs> worry. You need something to eat. Come to my house. I'll feed you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, well, much. I'm born and raised in L.A. And i whenever when you're too friendly, I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I, I completely get see. I've lived in L.A. for close to 15 years. Mm-hmm. So I like really understand LA and like LA culture and LA people, like I've had enough experience now living in LA where I've met like actual people from Los Angeles because you mm-hmm. know,
1: you can move to where, LA. Where, yeah, there. Everyone's a transplant. the 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 born and raised are rare. We're rare. There's not many. Yes,
0: but but the thing is, I think if you really do LA right, you will meet real yeah. LA natives. You will actually that's meet true. LA locals. You will enjoy meeting people that are from LA and not just be one of those people that's like, oh, I moved to LA and everybody I know is like from the Midwest. It's like, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, no, I'm from, I'm up the street, girl. I'm down <laughs> the street. I'm up the street. Yeah. You um, you said West West Indies Caribbean culture. Mm-hmm. What? How is that different? How is that different from from our culture from black culture from You're African black but, culture. yeah, like you're black, but you are from the Caribbean, right? so what's yeah. the difference
0: well, you know what there's i'll I'll say this. I think all the differences are small in all of them from like, you know, African culture, African-American culture, Caribbean culture, even Afro-Latino culture. I think they have a lot of similarities and like slight, slight differences. And it really begins, honestly, with just the uh, with the food. And really, it's really the food of the land. That's the real true differences. Like, you know, like in Caribbean culture, you have plantain, in African culture, you also have it, in Afro-Latino culture, you also have it. But in African-American culture, you might not have it. But that's just because it's like, yeah, no, you're in America. So they're not getting access to the same thing. But I think in terms of like what the true differences are, I'm like, I, I rarely see them. I think we we all have the same really? stuff. I think it's like we all react to music very similarly. We all have like a very uh, uh, certain standard in which we like to live in terms of our homes, in terms of our culture, in terms of like... Uh, We like to gather in a certain way. I think black people like gathering in a very similar way. Um, I think time is very similar in black culture, no matter what part of the world you are from. Like, what does that mean? Like, you know, everybody knows, like, like people like to say it is like, oh, you know, Caribbean time. But I'm like, it's black time.
1: It's okay, okay, okay.
0: overall. We know when something's going to start. We know okay. if somebody says two o'clock, they really mean five. That, like, we just we just know these things. Like this, I'll is, be there in I ten think, minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're not gonna be there in ten minutes. Like those parts of us, I think, um, are across the diaspora. Even like from a beauty standpoint. I'm like, we've all done the same things with our hair. We've all like, it doesn't matter what part of the world you are from. Like, we all have the same ritual. Like, we Mm -hmm. all have to like, cream our skin. Like, our Mm -hmm. skin is very important to us. You're like, you're not going out of the house dry. It does not matter where you are from you can you wait a can't. second
1: <laughs> women aren't but the men be the, ash- yeah the men will yeah the men will go <laughs> women aren't but the, the men are putting out fires with their elbows and toes but, so you know what? i
0: think that's just men being men because i honestly will i can have i have real memories of like my brother when i was a little girl like putting on too much vaseline on his face like you know like just overdoing it mm-hmm. like my mom's saying we have to do it and he's now like Shiny, like it's too much on his face. But mm-hmm. I think as as men grow up, as they get older, they're like, oh, I don't do, you know, just doesn't work, yeah, cool yeah, yeah, and they yeah. stop doing it. But they know the rules yeah. were there for them, the same way it was for us, for all and, of us, and we just took
1: it on. That's all. Well, you lead me to the best part of it. So you you create the series about Black beauty, Black culture, in collaboration mm-hmm. with some of I think the icons uh, of Black beauty, right? Yeah, yeah. literally. Um, yeah. in, in terms of makeup and skin and what we look like, how we present, what we wear, I I'm curious as to the inception, the genesis of this project. Yeah, um, how did it all come about?
0: I just I, truthfully, my life and my career have brought me to an intersection where I think it was just. A story that was going to come out of me regardless of of when or how or what. I grew up in film and television. So I uniquely had to see more people do my makeup (laughs) than the average person um, from a young age. Like when I think about even my girlfriends or anything like that, like I've been sitting in a makeup chair forever and seeing a makeup, you know, like seeing somebody's kit as a little girl, as a little black girl on a set and being like, oh, are they going to have any colors for me? Like, do they have the right shade here or seeing them struggle or seeing like the like coming onto a set and somebody, oh, you don't got to do anything. We don't want to do anything to you. Oh, You're good. We don't want to do anything to you. And I know in hindsight, somebody might think, what's the problem with that? The problem with that is because they really don't have anything for us. (laughs) Absolutely, that's that's the passive way of being like, oh, I'm not really ready for her. So she's great. She looks great. Her hair looks great. Everything's great. And And no, I don't. Yeah, you're (laughs) like, okay. So you, after a while, just kind of adapt. You become more prepared. As in, every actress I know comes to set with like their potential hairstyle. Like mm. just, just in case nobody does anything to me, I at least know the way I've showed up, I I can be on camera like this because you have so many experiences where people don't want to really do anything. And I got to see all of that pretty much my whole life. But then at the exact same time, like I said, like I consumed a lot of media growing up. Like I really sought after images of people that look like me. Like it was like constant. Like from like from when I was like very little, I remember like Acilia Cruz was on Sesame Street. I remember being like,
6: mm. who
0: is this woman, mm-hmm. this brown woman with this big smile and big personality? Like, who is this? So I was always kind of looking for those types of things and like holding on to them and, and treating them as like this trophy, like, oh, I can look like this, like despite what Maybe mainstream media is telling me, despite the lack of product, the lack of this, the lack of that. Well, here's an example. Let me just focus yeah. my attention right here. Yeah. So just being, like I said, in the kind of the media space, and then also kind of going into the digital space, just as a creative, just being like, I'm going to do stuff online like everybody <laughs> else. Is gonna yeah. Do stuff online. yeah. And yeah. you start to see these women make like these tutorials and they're doing these makeup tutorials and they're doing these hair tutorials and they're doing this stuff that you're like, wait, I didn't know what product is that? Like, what is this thing? And like, I've never seen this before. And it's naturally inspiring you. It's inspiring you within your life. It's inspiring you when you go on to set it's inspiring everything you're seeing it. Like I can remember seeing like on scandal. uh, I think they had a scene and it was like one of the lawyers had like natural hair. And I was like, oh my gosh, like a lawyer? Uh-huh. Well, natural hair? Like, what is yeah. happening right now? Like, that would never have been. And that was, to me, a direct result of women online doing that. Okay, can I say something? I, yeah. I, I,
1: I, 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 got I have so much to say about that. As a woman on television, I've been on television my entire life. Like, I've yeah. never had a job. I've always been a reporter. Mm-hmm. And we as women or broadcast journalists, we, we as women, Black women on air, have always... Especially when you're out in the elements, you know, our our look can be questionable. There are women yes. in my business, you're just like, oh, gosh, yes. she should, should get her hair together. And I remember <laughs> when I first got the job at ESPN, mm-hmm. I was very, very precise and particular about my look. Very yeah. particular. Yeah. And I remember people being like, you're one of the first... And that just wasn't true, but that's what they thought. Like, unless yes. I was a... You're a movie star, right? A mm-hmm. movie star is always going to look good, right? On yeah, yeah, yeah. Mia Long's going to look amazing. Always, always. And a Sana and a Gabby. Yeah. They're going to be put together on TV. But the 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 average Joe, who's not an actress such as yourself, mm-hmm. who's on television is going to struggle because it's not there. Yeah. So I work at this facility and they've had a... It's been open since 1979 and I come in 2012 and they have no one who can do black hair. Very few people do black makeup. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. what have y'all been doing this whole time? Yeah, Robert Roberts was now? here yeah. before I got here. She's was <laughs> yeah, here in yeah. the eighties and the nineties. Yeah. Y'all done doing black skin and black hair. Yeah. And like, no. So when you talk about what we look like and how mm-hmm. unusual it is to have natural hair, I almost disagree because during my mom's time, she talks about how Afros were a thing. and Oh, no, they were. And good times. And but you think then you each- remember
0: the transition, right? Like, because they completely were. The Black is Beautiful movement was happening, civil rights time. Like, Black huh. is Beautiful. That was, like, the real, like, us as a culture kind of being like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I can look like this. Like, even for my own mom, like, all she knows is natural hair. She never knew a concept of, like, straightening her hair. She's just like, all I know is just kind of wearing it in its natural form, because she's like a woman of the 70s. She's like, that's always how I wanted to wear my hair. That's always how I thought my hair looked best. And so that's her kind of influence. When I think about my time in terms of growing up, I'm like, most of the actresses on TV had their hair straight. Most of the Black women on TV... I agree. ...for for the most part wore their hair straight. And so there was a transition that kind of happened from that Black is Beautiful movement... And the '70s and the and like the civil rights and all this time when like yes people were mm. like do your thing with your hair Cicely Tyson wearing braids yes. yes like there yes. was a transition that really happened that kind of changed the way we looked at ourselves that kind of changed the concept of professionalism and like being on TV as a black person and like what mm. you were supposed to look like. And, or what was like deemed acceptable, like, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a bunch of things like relaxers becoming more popular, uh, things like that, that just kind of like changed our, our overall identity. Cause I'm like, when I was growing up on tele, like to see television, I can think of a handful of people. I'm like, I, I, I say this within our doc and like, this was my real experience. Like Tia and Tamara wore their hair curly because they were like in school. But then when they were like going to college and they were like growing up. Their hair was straight. <laughs> they were like, Now I'm silky straight what do you
1: what do you think that <laughs> is? What do you think that is when you become more aware of your place in society and mm-hmm. in and even quite frankly, your platform, mm-hmm. why does it force you to become a Barbie doll?
0: I think that's just what we've been fed that that's the more acceptable that that's uh that that's gonna translate better, that that's gonna grab more. I think that's what we've been. Ta- I think it's something that a lot of us have to unlearn um, of like what beauty looks like on us or why we even think certain things look better on us than other looks. Um, like even like I was on a show called Degrassi for a long time. And it's like I have naturally curly hair while I was on Degrassi. I did not wear my hair curly. I, for the most part, wore it straight. And I would had so many people in the years since like, how come you never wear your hair curly on the show? And honestly, it was not even a thought. I was like not even a thought in my mind to show up to set with my hair curly. Like they barely had the idea of what to do with my hair when it was straight, much less the risk of showing up and being like, what do you guys got?
1: <laughs> Andrea, all of my friends who have curly hair, I just, I literally, I just had this conversation with a girl from my yeah. who has curly hair. Her mom is white and her dad is black. And she's like, mm-hmm. you know, in corporate America, I never wanted to wear my hair curly because I thought they would judge me. She was like, even my exes have been like, and as a woman who is not mixed or who doesn't mm-hmm. have the ability to wet my hair and go, I still consider curly hair natural and beautiful <laughs> and more acceptable mm-hmm. than the unpermed black hair.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do. Uh-huh. But I think, again, it's perspective in the world I guess right because uh for instance like if you grow up in a predominantly white space even if you have looser curls that hair is still the wild hair for them right mm-hmm. like that you could be like oh I've got the quote-unquote nice hair good hair for the black community but in their community mm-hmm. it's like whoa it's how'd, you, how'd you get it like that like what uh, what did you do to get isn't it that that
1: Interesting. Way? Yeah. <laughs> we got to take a break and pay some bills. You know what I always say. Fast forward through the commercials, if need be. We'll be back in just a few moments, talking more about the Black Beauty Evolution.
6: Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money.
3: Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A
4: champion and carry champion. A girl, you did champion.
1: You all remember I told you I was ashamed to wear my my real hair. I'm ashamed to even say that. But Andrea Lewis says something so special to me um, on this podcast. Pay attention, and it should be freedom for all of us who feel some sort of shame with our aesthetics as Black women. Hope you enjoy. So in the docu-series, you talk to uh, Mickey, you talk mm-hmm. to Carla's there, mm-hmm. you have people that I have admired, I admire their style. I admire how they set trends for us Mm -hmm. um, in terms of the culture. What was the end goal with the docu-series? What was the beginning? I'm coming in to do this. Yeah. And then, you know, whatever you start usually ends up being different towards the end.
0: Yeah. You know what was funny with this one? The overall um, intention remained the same the whole time. The Uh, The way, though, that we told the story changed a few times. But the intention was to celebrate Black Beauty, was to show what we've been doing in despite of, what we've been doing in the in-between, what we've been doing even though mainstream media has not made us this, uh, has not given us the props that we deserve, has not, like, put us on the platform that we deserve. Like, I wanted to really show that because that's really my experience of, like, yeah, like even though okay, there's they they might be giving us the token in this commercial. There's only one black girl, but my eye is so focused on that black girl. I'm so excited to see that black girl. We locked like, in. Yeah, we like
1: yeah. black girl. <laughs> okay,
0: good. Like, thank you. Now I'm only gonna focus on her. So yeah. any moment that highlighted like even more. Uh, of us, it was like, oh wow, like we're really doing it. So, anybody that I kind of saw pushing through or making a way or making you feel seen, like the Mickey Taylors of the world, the Lisa Price of the world, like mm-hmm. any of them, like doing this work that you're like, I feel seen because of this person. I even remember like watching TV and seeing like a fashion show and you see Pat McGrath as like the head makeup artist backstage. It's like, wait, yeah. what? There's What's a going black on? woman back here like that's doing everything again. My eye would be locked in on this black woman. Like, what is this black woman doing? How did she get into this position? So that was always my intent. I really wanted to show the fact that, like, we've been killing it. We've been trying our best. We've been surviving and we've been thriving within mm-hmm. these spaces so much so that we are inspiring every other ethnic group and we're just not getting the credit for it. We that's are right. just not being. Um, yeah, we're not being praised in the same way and that never changed it just was a matter of like how we were going to tell all of that when i started in my head it was a 90 minute doc um but the story was too big so it ended up being a three part docu series one on makeup one on skincare and one on hair um and even still like they, they're amazing you're like I there's love, still and,
1: more to there's do still more
0: it's like uh-huh. it's still, like yeah it's still uh-huh. a lot and it's like ever changing and ever growing and i'm and i'm so, yeah, but I'm very proud to say the intention never, never shifted.
1: You said something that I think is key. We always start the trends. We always mm-hmm. started. I remember being in the hair salon and a mm-hmm. young girl comes in and she goes, I want the Kim Kardashian braids. Right. You know what? Hold on. What, just what braids? Yeah. Just so we're clear, Kim <laughs> don't have to do with these motherfucking braids. Yeah, <laughs> my friends, my yeah, yeah. And they... They appropriate the culture and we never are seen. And I feel like your docu-series sees us. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos to you for that.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: But it's so hard that we have to have a docu-series so that That we have to do
0: it. Yeah, that's the thing. But But I think that's how people learn is you really do have to shine the spotlight and you have to show them like this is what you've been missing. This is what you haven't been paying attention to because... Especially when I think about like social media, like whenever I would talk about this talk, like before we'd even made it, like I would really talk about like these, these influencers, like, you know, like they're really pushing it forward. Like they They are huge audiences. They are, they are, they are truly influential. Like, and people would always be like, who are you talking about? What do you mean what? And you're like, no, like this is a person who is shifting a culture, who is like empowering a whole sector of women to do this thing. And and to even explain to people like how much, Black women, like Black Americans overall, that like we buy more products than any other group, like that we actually, like we I, are this
1: business. <laughs> like, I mean, this don't go like, to my bathroom, don't go to all the <laughs> bathrooms in my house. I got stuff I ain't used, I tried, a tip, I toe. we buy it all. We, we buy, buy it all. all.
0: We buy yeah. it all. And I mean, it's uh, to me, it's for a couple of reasons. It's like, we buy it all one because not everything works for us. We really do right. have to try. Like that's probably the beauty to me is it's like, we're so diverse mm-hmm. that like you could meet somebody who has the same curl pattern as you, but it's not the same texture or it's not the same thickness. It's not that, like, but there's something always a little different. So there's a lot of trying that we have to do. And then on top of that as well, like we like to look good. We, as a culture, like to look good. We want to feel good about ourselves. And so that's why we we want the best product. We want the right makeup. We want our skin to be really amazing. Like we just like this. So we're going to spend the dollar. We're going to, we're going to figure out a way to actually feel really good about ourselves. And I think people, they underestimate this, that us as a group, as, as our spending power, our influence, they know these things that we do set the trends that we give everything a cool factor. But it's it, to me, it's like the narrative has to shift in terms of like black women are beautiful. We are the standard of beauty. Like we are not this like, oh, you don't want to have a black girl. It's like, no, you actually want to have a black girl. You want You want all the black girls. You, you want all the so, black girls. All the black girls. We are so diverse that there's no way that you can just say, oh, I don't like black girls. Like we're, we're too diverse for that. There's too many, there's too many looks. There's too many types. There's too many skin types, too many body types, too many hair types. And that's why I'm always like, we really are the standard of beauty. Um, and it's just been unfortunate that like this entire time we've been trying to get an industry to love us back um, in the way that we see ourselves. And
1: and they just, they don't. You <laughs> they made me take a, the She made way. me take a sip of my wine. We we're right. trying to get this industry to love us, but it's almost it's, like. How black people are trying to get this country to love us and they don't love us. Back.
0: Yes, exactly. It's the same idea. And I think that's the mm-hmm. experience we have all all over the world. Right. Like we just really want to be seen for who we are. We want to be appreciated for who we are. We really just like just let us be. I mean, Mickey Taylor says this in the dog of like we've never tried to assimilate. <clears throat> we've only just tried to look like ourselves. We just want to look like ourselves. We just want to be ourselves. But, um, but they just, yeah, they don't, they don't see us in that same way—the way we see ourselves.
1: <laughs> you, you, gosh, where do we go? So many things. You talk <laughs> about products. You talk mm-hmm. about us always buying things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, twofold because a journalist in me fills away. So I go into a CVS, and the things that we buy are unlock, right? Which yes, away. which is annoying and it racist. Makes me feel. Oh, wait. I'm like, yeah. we're buying Why? in here and you lock our products down and we keep you, you all in business. Yes. Um, and then there is the circle of power in which I wish we created more of our own products so we can keep our dollars in our community. Yeah. And, yep. we, and we find ourselves in this circle mm-hmm. where we, we are not allowed to really control our dollars and we sometimes rely on others to give us the stuff that we need that we know we can do. Mm-hmm you talk about black beauty. Do you, do you talk about that? Our lack of power in terms of in terms but, uh, of like uh, making,
0: like the actual, making, like, yeah, the business. Well, we do speak about it a bit in our, in our docs. Uh, funny enough, because we have a few beauty founders. Um, like we have Mented Cosmetics. We have the Lip Bar. Yeah, the bar I saw, I saw. Uh, we have Ami Cole, We have Topicals. Uh, we mentioned Danessa Myricks. Uh, you know, we mentioned like a, as many as we can. Uh, Lisa Price speaks about it really great, actually, because, you know, she got a lot of flack when she sold her company to Estee Lauder yeah. and people really didn't understand in terms of how to build wealth within the black community. Cause right now it's like, we, we are not in their, the same position as them. So in order for us to start to build in order for us to start to grow, there are going to be some uncomfortable things that are going to happen. And she really talked about the fact that like doing this move, is what's going to help build generational wealth within her family is what's going to help her to also be able to um, invest in other young black founders and like kind of start to create this system that we're all so desperately looking for and want to see more of. And like that's what's been the you know the help for like the lip bar when it comes to like working with like their investors or or even topicals anybody like that that's been able to kind of like and they're raising like a lot of money like these are women that are raising like twelve million, $7 million is, dollars dollars. she is
1: she just had an investment round I saw her post the other day um, yeah for lip bar and it yeah. was insane I was really happy for her
0: yeah like and th- they're they are doing like really fascinating and incredible work yeah um, yeah but. They are doing that work. And this is the thing is it's like not everything is going to happen all at once. And the, the steps that it's going to take to get there is going to be slower than some would like, but it is, it is literally happening. We are seeing it with bit before our eyes. And even Desiree Rogers says this, yes, there's been a lot of Black beauty products that have been founded in the last little while and that are growing and we're seeing it and, and we love it, but it's still just a sliver. And we're Sliver. still just trying to figure out how to get further ahead, how to build wealth within our community, so that somebody like a Price, Price, um, like they can, like a Desiree Rogers, they can say, "I'm now going to help this other young person, young Black person
1: with the money that I have and what yes. I've been able to do." I'm, I'm going to help get, them. I'm going to invest in okay.
0: keep they okay. keep you know b- uh, okay. bringing it forward and forward but it it's there it's growing it is there the funny thing that or the thing that's been interesting for me because i'm so immersed in the beauty space that i know a lot about these black owned products when from our premiere episode like so many people said to me i didn't know about
1: this i didn't know about that's this true. i didn't know about that that's very true that's very true no and that's very like, true yeah, yeah and
0: i'm like yeah i realize that it's like it takes kind of research because this is the thing a lot of these products are in Target and they're not highlighting them as like the black section. That's, that's a good thing. We don't want them to, we just want them. We to don't, the
1: why don't we want them to? Cause I'm in Target all the time. Send me to the black aisle. Tell me well, why. You
0: know what? Target does a really good thing in the terms of Black History Month, in terms of saying like, hey, here's black owned products. But yeah. honestly, I, I like seeing our products just amongst all the others. I really do. I love being able to go and I'm like, lip bars, right beside L'Oreal. Easy. But done and done I don't need yeah. them to be like hey black girls here's lipstick for you <laughs> because this same lipstick also works on white girls also works on Asian girls also works on Hispanic girls like they don't need to separate you're right so you're much. right you're right <laughs> for me at least that's my my thing yeah. I want it but what's amazing is lip bar or minted cosmetics or black opal they're putting brown women in the front Girl, right. I
1: was listen. I was in college fooling with Black Opal. Well, yeah, you know, Black <laughs> Opal been around forever. forever. I was like, I was like Black Opal. Well, that's something for me. You're right. But when you,
0: you know first what? Heard it, yeah. Yeah. They weren't always black owned. Now they're black owned.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, they weren't always black owned. Now Desiree Rogers, she's she's the owner of them, and they are they are black owned now. They
1: I were thought it was black always black owned. I, I just oh
0: so knew yeah, they, That the, the creator actually made it with the intention for his black wife but he was not a black person.
1: He's a, Ooh. he's a Greek man, but that's okay. That's fine. Pay as long attention. as you was down with the culture and you wanted to help <laughs> yeah. us out and get us cute and do all the yeah. things. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: Okay. So as an actress, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you can relate to what I'm going to say to you uh, being in front of the camera. I, I, I remember hearing these stories often and you know, she, she's not necessarily sister girl, black girl, but, Tandy Newton, Tandy. I think she changed mm, her name, mm-hmm. so we know how to do it. Mm-hmm. I remember when she was in Mission Impossible. A friend of mine was a, an associate director on the show, on the film, and she was so upset because no one could do her hair. Mm, yeah, very real, <laughs> very real experience. Look at that big budget project. Just she's the main lady, right? Mm-hmm. I talk about when I worked at ESPN. No one could do black hair mm-hmm. when I pop up on different projects there every now and again. I'm like, can I bring my own hair and makeup team? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a real thing if you yeah. don't, even if it is a like, I, I, you know, Robin Thede had me do something with her on the Black Lady Sketch Show. I said, like, can I just bring my people? She's mm-hmm. like, no, okay, right. I know it's Black Lady Sketch Show. She was like, but I promise. I was like, but still, I don't, there's a sense of insecurity yeah. when we put in these positions. And I, because we just can't trust. Yeah, just can't. Why is that in twenty twenty two as we hit twenty twenty three um
0: one, you have to have people around that actually care right that actually value um what comes with feeling good about how you look like people kind of see beauty oftentimes as like this vanity thing like oh you kind of a diva did it it's mm-hmm. like no this, this is this is this is like one of the many steps in terms of confidence. If I like how I look on the outside, you're going to get a better version of me in general. Like I'm going to be more receptive. I'm going to feel good. I'm going to talk I, like all of those things. Um, and then I think at least in my experience in the last little while, um, I've had two experiences. One, I in like in the last year, just the last year, this is just recent. All the sets I've been on the, People around have been very like, please tell me if you don't like your hair and makeup, please Interesting. say something, just Interesting. say something. Make is it sure. because of
1: who you are or is it because of the the climate is changing?
0: Uh, the climate is changing. I think enough stories have come out, enough articles, enough videos of black actresses of all types Complaining about this experience, like saying, like how uncomfortable they have been made to feel, how much they they're going onto a huge budget set, and nobody is there that is qualified to work specifically with them, and this has been going on forever. I saw a clip of Diane Carroll saying this. Diane mm. Carroll saying she was the lead of a movie. They were going to be filming somewhere, and she was like, "Hey, does this person is this person going to know how to do my hair?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. We got we got somebody." She was like, "No." Do they know how to do black hair? Are they aware of my hair? Because that's the other thing is people, you know, the lazy thing to do is to just be, is to do like, oh, I don't see color. We can do everybody, everybody. It is okay to admit to like, there are big differences. like, That doesn't make you a bad person to look at me and to look at this white actress beside me and say, Andrew's going to need something a little different to this one. And we're going to make sure that we bring in someone who knows how to do it like that. That's the better move. And I think oftentimes people are lazy Mm -hmm. and um, and they would rather not show vulnerability, not say they don't understand. They'd rather just kind of be like, "What everybody can do it. I know
1: they can't. I Look, you said it's changed within the last year. I have worked on so many projects where mm-hmm. I always, like, that's the one thing I ask my agents for. It's a really yeah. sad thing. This is why I was so interested in talking to you because I love how you show that we all are, we show up so differently. We all look differently. There's so many varying shades of who we are, sizes, yeah. colors, yeah. Um, you know, um, personality types. Some of us mm-hmm. want to be full diva, give me the lashes. Some of us don't want it. We want it all natural. Some of us yeah. will sit down and say, Whatever you say. Yeah, yes. I'm okay with my... Some, whatever you say, I'm good with my beauty this way. Yeah. But the 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 underlining factor is that it's always work. Meaning yeah. it's always a production. Mm-hmm. Whether we want it to be or not, it's a production. Yeah. Do you think that with your docuseries, mm-hmm. you've been able to create a space where someone who is not in, who, of color... Mm-hmm. Say, oh, I appreciate this. I, I, I think I think I'm learning from this.
0: I would and- hope so. Truthfully, I would hope so. I, like, I hope I hope that anybody who's not the, you know, the target audience, that when they watch it, they're able to see the um, the way that we've had to navigate these spaces and that they would also understand, like, the triumph of us in these spaces. Cause I think you can be inspired by anybody who's who's trying to thrive. Like I, I honestly do. No matter, like you know, it's like, like that's why it's like you don't have to play the sport to really like be inspired by the athlete. Like really, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, Like, really it, right? yeah. like and that's how I feel within this documentary. Is it's like. This is a series that shows game changers. This is a series that shows people who weren't taking no for an answer. This is a series that shows people who refuse to give into the standard, who refuse to like kind of bend to that, like that, that they were like, no, I, I feel different to that. I feel more beautiful than this. I know that I am more appreciated than this. I know that I, that my look deserves to be in the front. Like, I Mm. know that and Mm. that there and something as small as lipstick, like should have black women in the campaign. Like, that's that's something that I'm going to fight for, regardless of what people are telling me, regardless of people asking what other groups are you going to cater to? Like, even when I was making this documentary, when we were like pitching it, I cannot tell you how many people asked me if I was going to change the uh, target audience if it was going to like be like for all women no or, thank you and i was like no 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 it's not it's not it's just for black women this is the group it's for this is this group is very powerful this group is very dynamic this group is deserving we don't need to share our space with anybody else and i think that regardless of race ethnicity gender you should be able to come out of this docu series and and see that and see that we have done that Um, for ourselves, that we are doing that for others.
1: Yeah, like the whole
0: time, because you know, it's like more people have curly hair than straight hair. Like for sure,
1: for sure, in the world, we
0: spend so much money making or trying
1: to make our hair straight.
0: I know, and that's just because we've been told that that's the way that we will be more accepted in society. If you think about it, it's not true. It's not true. But if you think about something like the Crown Act, yes. Yes. there are people who are yes. literally fired or put on suspension or challenged within their job because they are wearing their hair the way that we just naturally wear our hair. so these are things that affect all of us all the time, and these are also like recent things as in like the last five years, last ten years that we are which is able to too late, which changes, is too
1: late, which is, which is too is, late right
0: is is, is it's unfortunate uh, that it's taking this long. it's unfortunate that we are having, but again, it takes a lot of um guts to get to a place and all of us, especially black women, like you know when you're in a position in any kind of corporation, any kind of like big entity, it it's the navigating of these spaces are hard. The navigating of these spaces are difficult. To get into positions of power where you can now make some decisions, where you can now really make some plays, does not come overnight, does not come easy. And so that's how I'm more seeing it. I'm like, this is amazing because we are now like as a generation of women, like we are in these positions we can start to make these demands we can start to say hey i'm actually going to change this like this is not yeah. right like yeah. maybe when i first started yeah i had to kind of bend and bob yeah me. but yeah. now yeah no now i can do something,
1: something.
4: every champion and carry champions to be a champion a champion and carry champion and carry champion, and carry champion. a champion and carry champion and carry champion raiders and sports and entertainment connect with you.
3: www.purdueglobal.edu.
1: I also think, as we always do as a culture, Black women especially, we always push the envelope. We always make people better around us. We always... You know what I mean? We always elevate the cause in every yes. single way. Whether they want to to do it or not, they 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 have to recognize the excellence and be a part of it. How do you address mm-hmm. the product issue in which we are now realizing the different products we use
5: mm-hmm.
1: are not always healthy? Mm-hmm. A lot of them lead to cancer because yeah. if for the simple reason that we are trying to straighten our hair or we are yeah. trying to achieve a look that isn't necessarily our look. Mm-hmm. How do you address that?
0: And that would, It's tough, right? Because there's things that are like, this is where, okay, like blackness and in the sense of like, these are just like across the diaspora, for instance, like this is not necessarily product, but like um, in our skincare episode, we talk about SPF and like yep. how important SPF is. Yep. And every black person I know their whole entire life was told they don't need it. Like One their
1: thousand whole tw- life. 1,227%. I'm like going over 100%, 1,227%.
0: Yeah. And even me, it's like only in the last few years have I put it, I started to put it on and make it a part of Six months of my ago. Yeah. Six months ago. Six months <laughs> and, ago. And it's only sometimes that I remember, sometimes I forget. Like Every day. It's, it's yeah. not a thing for me. So like for my mom, for instance, like even she watched that skincare episode with me and I was like, yeah, mom, like, you know, cause she goes on these long walks and she's always in sun, she's outside a lot. And I was like, you know, you should consider. And she was like, I think I'm okay though. Like, that, that sounds great. That information's great, but I might be okay. And I was like, oh. And this is the thing with Black people we have some things within our culture that's been in there for so long that it is hard for us to take it out. Be like, I'm all set. I don't I'm need that. Over- yeah I'm okay i' look yeah. I'm, I'm fine. look at me. Yeah. I'm fine, and you're yeah. like this is where this is where I think it's important again to now start to try your best to find black owned products, yeah because the black owned mm-hmm. products uh the black owned founders, they too are trying to to get us on a better path in terms of what we are using on our, on our skin, yeah. on our, I remember like lip bar is a great example. I remember when their lipsticks, when I first met them, cause I actually met them in 2012 when they were just making the lipstick. It was like brand new. It was like they were making it in their apartment. And I remember her saying, and it was vegan. And I remember thinking, like, what does that matter? Like, yeah, what? Yeah, what, what, yeah. yeah, what? Does yeah. That matter? Why, today why, I would
1: say. Today I would say that. <laughs> yeah, like, I would say it today. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, thanks can, for that I information. Can, yeah, like yeah. I can eat it later. Like, what do you talk What do you mean?
1: Yeah, and it's like, yeah,
0: because their products within lipstick. That it's like, why are we putting this? We on just our mouth? don't
1: know. We don't know,
0: and so it's like it's really about education, and it's and and that's why like documentaries like this help people to start to think more about the stuff that they're doing or start to think why uh, why do i have that reaction to those to that thing versus this thing like it's something i just learned about is like black hair dye box dye like that you can have like an allergic reaction to it like like the just the box of black hair dye yeah like so many women just put that in their hair, like a quick rinse or something like that. Uh, and that you can uh, have like an entire allergic reaction. I didn't know that. To black hair dye, that it's actually not that great for you. You shouldn't really be using it. And I was like, I had no clue. And I think about just so many people in my life that I know that are like, Oh, like, oh, it's silk press season. I'm gonna go get my hair jet black and does <laughs> make my yeah. hair really silky. Yeah. And, and you're like Yeah.
1: And you're like, maybe not.
0: Maybe not. <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe not. Here's what's interesting about growing up in California, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have humidity. So we mm-hmm. never, perms are never a thing. Oh, like wow. I you never, I never, ever, ever permed my hair as a child, even wow. in my early adult years. I, When I graduated from college and I was like, oh, I need to work out. Here's the rub. When mm. we want to work out in a real way, we're like, oh, our hair, it yeah. shrivels up, the elements, yeah, yeah, yeah. Da- yeah da- the sweat. Yeah. Like it is so much work, and I mm-hmm. think that's why we have decided to go for the the straighteners and the and the and the extensions and the yeah and what's protective many styles say, yeah Easy the hair, protective easier protective style. styles. And I used to make this joke about who, I'm sure there's something on the planet Mars. We've been to Mars a bazillion times. Mm-hmm. So there's something up there in Mars that we can come back and put on our hair that ain't gonna kill us. Like we, <laughs> but allow yeah. us. And put it on our hair and work out and live our free lives.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> that is a true conundrum for Black yes, women.
0: Yes, they don't it, it, work. Out. It really is. Yeah. Okay. So, what uh, do you say? I the thing is, I think as as Black women, with that, I actually think we need to change our our, our ideas around our hair and, okay. and those things. We put too much emphasis that our hair has to be. It's so pressing that, like, it's it's more important than health. <laughs> like it's more important than actually a taking
1: care of our body. Andrea, are you telling me it's not? Are you going to come <laughs> here and say it's not? <laughs> you gonna say, say I gotta take care of my body more so than my hair? Oh, like, okay. I, like
0: a thousand percent. Okay. But I'm also like, I would rather like I. That's why I like I appreciate my friends that would rather find protective styles that are like, hey, listen, this is why I'm wigging it. Like this,
1: yeah.
0: Like this Same. is this is the season. This is Same. why I'm doing. This I got my stray backs and then yeah, no yeah, problem. Yeah. like yeah, or you just know, like you have like. Like you have certain days of the week. You're like, okay, listen, I'm, I'm actually going to do my, I don't know got to work out every single day. I'm going to work out on my wash day. I'm, yeah. I'm actually, that's the, yeah. or yeah. I know that I can put this in like a little slip back later. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, what you know
1: happened? what? We, you're right. We have to change our attitude because everything you just said, I'm like, oh, that's so much work. I got to work out <laughs> on my, my wash yes. day. I got to put my hair in a slip. Like you have to, but that is the reason why so many black women get fed up and they cut their hair off. Like, you know, salon yeah. yeah, I yeah. or my hair. Like, I do not want to build my life around my hair. Yeah.
0: And, but I think this is the thing like, from uh, like culturally, ancestrally, like our hair, our everything about us, it takes time. And that's okay. What do you that's mean like, by that?
1: What do you as mean? As in, by like,
0: that? none of us, are, our hair is not quick. We don't, it's like, and we no, have to be, and we,
1: and we have to own that, is what you're saying. We
0: have to own that. Okay, our hairstyles take time. Ugh, I don't, don't want to
1: own it. I don't want to own it.
0: And I think this is the thing. The more we embrace it, the more we can treat it more like self-care, the more that we can work around it in terms of our life. Like I take real joy now in like my like, oh, it's time to do a treatment. I'm going to wash my hair. I'm going to comb it out. I'm going to like, this is my self-care day. Versus before it used to feel like, when do I even fit this in? How do I do this? And I, but in general, I'm not taking care of myself when I do that. When I'm treating these things that come out of me as just like a burden versus thinking about it as like this is a good thing it is a good right. thing that we have to we have to stop and take time with ourselves other cultures don't have to do that. That's why it's in ours. Like this is an. And it's experience.
1: actually it's important for us it's, because of how we show up, not just for our hair, but just for our mental, just for everything. It is. You're right. You're the right. The whole it, entire
0: thing. And so that's how I think it's like. That's the right. to me is like reframe the idea. Like I've been hearing this lately. Again, like as I like I said, I'm very much in the beauty space in this way of people saying like it is okay. Like there is nothing wrong with saying. Like, oh, I went to get my hair braided and it took four hours. Like we're so used to like other cultures being like four hours. What What, is, what were you doing? Now, how long did that take you? This is a part of my culture. My culture, this is what we have to do. This is That's nothing for me. In that, in that time, I figure out stuff to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm very used to it. It's very normal. And I think the more we start to Be embrace framing. these things, mm-hmm. instead of thinking that we that these are negatives and because because they've been told to us
1: that they're negatives. Yeah, just change the narrative.
0: Because they're absolutely not. When I was a little girl, every week, uh, like on Sunday night, my mom took the time to do my hair and it didn't, it was not short. It was not a quick process. It was a long process, but that Mm -hmm. was our time together. And Mm -hmm. I think as an adult now, I realized like we've lost that, those parts, some of us, not all, but some of us have lost thinking more positively about like that our stuff takes time and no, just, we got okay. we
1: ha- we have <laughs> so much we have so much negative uh, dialogue around our hair and I and around I, our
0: hair yeah. around our skin around our around, makeup
1: all yeah of around that. all of that you yeah. are you okay okay. I like you for telling me that. I love you. (laughs) And I think you're going to help our sisters with this. Okay. So before (laughs) I let you go, because I am, I was like, well, I'm just running my mouth. Um, Where can everyone watch this Black Beauty doc?
0: Yes. So the Black Beauty Effect is currently on Xfinity. If you do not have uh, Xfinity, you can also watch it on Zumo, which is a free uh, app, a free platform that you can download it. Um, but it is it is basically all over the place. But if you have Xfinity, which a lot of homes do for cable and for Internet, then you can totally watch it right now on your television or you can download Zumo and um, and watch all three episodes back to back. Hopefully you do. And yeah, you're really yeah. Let's inspired. binge it. Yeah, let's um, binge it. Skincare, hair and makeup and just everything to do with the game changers and the influence of these spaces that black women have known about for a million years. So, yeah.
1: Can I ask you because I have the screeners and we'll and we can take this out. Jacquie, pop back in with her beauty shot as well. Um, where can we? How do you spell Zumo? I Zumo have, is uh, with an yeah? X. X-U-M-O. Okay. X-U-M-O. Okay. Yeah. you have to put that on the um, podcast so we can tell people. Just download Zumo and and then you it's type free. in Black Beauty Effect and it's and right you'll there. You'll find it. Yeah. And any other? Pro- oh, you have a you have a um app. No Zumo app. The Zumo app. That's the app. No, 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 that no. But do you have a wellness app? I thought I saw this when I was when I was researching. You don't. Okay, that's not no, no, top. no. But I mean, yeah, like you know, if they want to keep up with all things uh, for the show,
0: which is uh, yeah. Black at Black Beauty Effect on Instagram and, at uh,
1: Black Beauty, Beauty effect. effect, yeah, on Instagram. Okay. Yes. Um, I want to make sure I'm getting all the things to plug. Is there anything else that I need to plug? You're just beautiful. I appreciate oh, you, thank and you. Out. No, this, is great. this sister when i I do an intro and a tag, and when yep. I talk about this intro it's going to be it's gonna be about the time that someone asked me to come on TV and t v and take my wig off to talk about just being a black woman and wearing my black hair and really and I was terrified. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm ashamed a lot of people are terrified that's a I was very terrified. real feeling. I was terrified to even have a wig now that you call them a unit. I was terrified to get that. Like, but then I'm even now more terrified to be without. There's, there's real shameful. But it's,
0: yeah, it's it's an unlearning that all of us have to do. That's why I always say that every black woman, regardless of their hair journey, regardless of how mixed they are, regardless, has to unlearn something about her own beauty. And Mm. it could be, that my, my natural hair is okay, that I don't need as much makeup as I think that like, you know, something because we've been taught for so long that mm. we have to fit in. And yeah. even within trying to fit into white society, there's even still black beauty standards, like literally within our own communities oh, that we girl, all had to yeah. look, try to fit in. Like, and so, and that all just leads back to white supremacy all, ultimately, right? Like it's, it's a white beauty standard. It's not ours. And, um, and so I'm like, all of us have a real, like, it's a process, it's a process. So it's by no means, I think, should any woman that's in, that cares about beauty, or just wants to care about her look, think that some of her stuff might be silly or that nobody else thinks this, or okay, it's only me. You. I'm thank like, and ev- oh, tons of black women, thank tons you. of women of color in general have these things that they're trying to figure out themselves too.
1: Thank you for honoring our beauty. Thank you for being <laughs> encouraging. And thank you for being courageous, more importantly, and allowing us to feel like it's okay to be us. You know thank what I mean? Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for watching and sharing and
0: chatting with yeah. me about it. I really appreciate yeah. it.
1: Yeah, listen, you speak and you preach to the choir and all the women. I'm telling this is your target audience <laughs> okay. on this podcast. <laughs> Andrea, thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy Alabama in the filming. and Thank uh, you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. So, if you want to see Black Beauty Evolution, the docu series, it's a three-parter. If you have Xfinity, I'm talking to my cable folks with Xfinity. I don't have it. It's available there. But she also said that you can get it on Zumo, 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 uh, and we'll put a link to Zumo on the intro of this podcast when you download. Support her. Listen to what she's saying. I think it's a very beautiful space. Show up as your real self. Truthfully, though, and I'm being honest with you guys, I'm having a hard time thinking I'm going to take off this protective unit, a.k.a. wig and be out here as my natural self. But the more that I take away the negative narrative surrounding black hair, um, the more I feel emboldened to do so. I said earlier to you all that Don Lemon asked me to show up on CNN and just like yank my wig off and be like, this is me, my natural hair. I was like, I ain't doing that. You sound crazy. Go find somebody else to do that. Uh, But it isn't crazy, but it's definitely scary. And the more we talk about who we are naturally, it takes away that narrative, that negative narrative that Black is not beautiful because we are. I appreciate y'all for listening. Talk to y'all next week.
5: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Twenty-one plus only. Must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler.
1: I'm Katya Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last twenty-five years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug
4: cartels in Mexico.